Hello everybody, welcome back to Wall Talk. As you can probably already tell, today's episode is slightly different to what we usually do. Wall Talk is a platform which provides us with an opportunity for us to speak to a range of different characters from not just the footballing world, but other industries as well. And they're able to share a variety of different stories from their experiences working in football and different sports. And naturally, football is usually the primary talking point on Wall Talk. But what we mustn't forget is this podcast offers us an opportunity to shine a light where help is needed. Today marks the start of Mental Health Awareness Week and we want to help raise the awareness of mental health issues people encounter sometimes in silence in their day-to-day life and encourage people listening to donate much-needed funds to support mental health charities. Today we speak to these guys who have bravely shared their experiences of mental health problems they've encountered and how they have turned their life around. Hi, I'm Carl Bates. I work for BBC London and I'm also the Millwall I Follow commentator. Hi, Kelly Webster, Millwall Lionesses. Uh, my occupation is I'm a Raw Mail Collections driver. My name is Scott Johnson and I'm a community coach down at uh, Millwall Community Scheme. My name is Kai Trott. I am a manager of a gym in Thamesmead and I'm also the founder and the chairman of the People's FC. It was really, really tough. I always remember the last time I ever saw her. Um, it was in the hospital. She was very frail. She was very scared. And I get, went over, gave her a cuddle, told her I loved her, went to leave the room. And then I suppose like he do in the films, ran back, gave her another cuddle, said the same thing and then left. And uh, she died soon afterwards. Probably about nearly nine years ago now when I had my my oldest, uh, my oldest child, um, all started from there really because my life sort of just turned upside down, it was unexpected and so what happened was uh, a relationship breakdown because um, the relationship didn't work out, but obviously now there's a kid involved and, and stuff like that, my daughter, um, and it was, a, it, was a, it was meant to be an amicable thing but it ended up being quite a not so amicable thing, like we had to in and out of call and stuff like that. First, started having mental health problems. I would say in my early twenties, um, I was going for a really tough period of my life. I'd spent a little bit of time on the streets, and then I'd got into a hostel. Probably would say I had a couple of bags of clothes to my name. I didn't have anyone around, no family, no friends, and I was just stuck in the hostel. And I started thinking to myself, "Where's my life sort of going?" I didn't feel like I had anything to live for really at that time so my mental health really badly deteriorated at that time. The first real experience I had with mental health was when I was 14. I had just been kicked out of my second school so I got kicked out of my first school. Went to another one, was doing really well and then I got kicked out of that school for an incident out of my control and around the same time I actually got released from the football club that I was at and it ruined my confidence uh, being released from the football club in life and in football and I also just lost a routine. I had a routine of going to school, going to football and it just it just ate away at me that I didn't have that routine anymore. It just I just couldn't deal with not having that routine. Uh, the second time that I really experienced I had a really bad experience of mental health was when I got post-traumatic stress disorder from finding a family friend hang himself in a local park to where I live, which is in Plumstead. Um, long story short, I just went in that park to play football with two of my friends and I unfortunately found a family friend take his own life by hanging himself in this park. It was incredibly tough, not afraid to say I was a total mummy's boy. 
and we used to do everything together and she used to help me sort the work if I had any sort of problem whether that was minor or major the way I'd sort it out would be we'd go into a room we'd take a cup of tea and a pack of biscuits and sort the world out and I ended up suffering from what's known as delayed trauma at the time it was so stressful that my brain almost wouldn't allow me to comprehend what had happened and so it was a couple of years later when I was at college in Cambridge I finished the course that I was on and then of course it's come to my big decision I'm now going to have to find a full-time job but mum's not there this is the person I normally talk to well, what should I do now and so I started having panic attacks it all started coming back to me but the problem with that is that you've no idea why suddenly why are the, all these emotions coming in I don't know what to do I was having panic attacks I couldn't I used to play um, pool for the local pub team people I've known for years I couldn't get in the pub if I could I used to almost force myself right you've got to go in the pub you've got to last 20 minutes and you're allowed two toilet breaks to calm down and you had to slowly but steadily push your way through it I had counseling I was a complete wreck initially I didn't want any help I remember being in that hospital and like doctors and nurses around me and I didn't want anyone to help not at all Still didn't want to be there, and yeah, say so I didn't didn't want help at all. And I sort of done what a lot of men do. I just sort of uh, held it in. Um, the old man up uh, thing, grow a pair job and stuff like that. I didn't um, I didn't release any emotions or feelings about it. I just sort of just stuck it to the back of my mind and just carried on going forward. But eventually, you have that sort of breaking point where there's there's not enough space in the back of the brain. No, and this is just going to start spilling out. Counselling was so, so important to me. It helped me so much. Just talking to somebody, even though it was a total stranger, it was just opening up, just getting everything off your shoulders. And once you start talking about problems that you have, you'd be amazed how many other people are actually in the same boat, or they can relate to you at least. Support worker, and I still remember the lady's name to this day. She, just, she was just different. She was the first person I'd trusted in a long, long time. She just helped me realise I did want to be here. I did want to be like her in a way, I suppose, and go out and help people and make people realise that helping others and being there for other people really does help you with your own mental health. And I can't thank her enough for what she did for me in that time because without her and without people like her, um, I don't know where I'd be now. I reached out to the NHS and, and got some support and help. Um, done some CBT therapy um, and yeah that helped out a little bit but it's more along the lines that it's nice to talk to somebody that I didn't know so there was no judgment. Um, what I had done was I, so I googled it which is not the worst which is probably one of the worst things you could do because God knows what comes up half of the time. But, um, exercise was one of the things that came out, it was repeated everywhere. But walking was the one for me really and because being at the scheme and stuff like that my hours are a bit all over the place, not a nine to five sort of job. So I did have quite a lot of time on my hands. So I was able to do these really long walks and just sort of just be out in the open with my thoughts and stuff, which really it just sets me up for the day really and really helps me out. We've created the People's FC to help people escape reality and help people to realise that mental health matters and that it's always okay to not be okay. The People's FC offer football on a Monday night, a Wednesday night and Sunday mornings to help people escape reality. And we promote mental health as much as we can. I would say I've helped others that have struggled by one, always being there for anybody that needs my help. I'm happy to help anyone and I've never 
hidden my past and never would I hide my past. I'm happy to talk about it and if it helps one person by me talking about my own experiences in my own life, then that makes me makes me happy just knowing that I've helped one person. Um, also recently setting up the Lions Food Hub in the community to help as many people as possible with food. I think for us at the Lions Food Hub it's not just about food, it's about interaction with the community. Some people are not seeing anybody all week at the moment and the one bit of interaction that they're actually getting is, is coming along to get their food and having a chat. I've just started doing a Facebook page um, and I thought look, if I can do some videos after walking talking about these sort of issues and stuff other people might find it relatable and think all right it's quite a good thing maybe I can do that myself maybe I'll go for a walk or run or any exercise any, anything you could do really and it got um, quite good feedback so once we got into a point where the the lockdown sort of eased and then we was allowed to meet people that's when I started the uh, the, block, uh, the proper blokes club which is which is the, uh, the, the, the group I've started around the local area and I just put it out to a couple of the local social media groups um, and I just thought look if one person comes I've, I've done my job really I haven't helping one like just one person and then one person did turn up on the first one but that's what we do within the group we talk about everything that any normal group of friends will do um, but we've also all got our backs in terms of if we do feel rubbish or rough or whatever we've had a bad day at work or something's happened at home you've all of a sudden like in our WhatsApp group we've got like 40 people in there that you can talk to any one of them lads at any time or even go for a walk with them if you want and you're going to feel 100% better afterwards. I think mental health is, especially at the moment due to COVID and the current climate that we're in, it's so, so important to talk to people, whether that be professionally or just friends and family, because it's it's integral in life if the, you try and hold all your emotions in it's never going to come out in a in a good way it's just going to come out you're going to lash out at people that you you know you're going to end up losing friends losing family members because you've had a row about nothing that's really important but because you're so stressed about things that the likes of mind and other organizations as they're there for you don't use it as oh, as a sign of weakness going to talk to somebody you know i don't need that i'm all right you, if you feel that way then you're not all right or go and speak to them and then find out actually i am in a good place but there's no harm in in trying or just checking as a club we want to promote that mental mental health really does matter in all ages from children up to adults and we want to give an opportunity for people to escape everyday struggles by giving them football basically. We also um, play charity games to raise money for various charities to do with mental health and also other charities. Um, we also raise money for all sorts of causes. That's people that need life-saving surgeries, people that need money for, um, you know, for example, like hospitals, we raise money for Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And we just do anything we can to help people. That's what we do at the People's FC and we will always continue to do that and we will always continue to promote mental health. And uh, yeah, we have a really good turnout to each of them and everyone always says they feel really good afterwards and, and, it's, and it's constantly chatting in the WhatsApp group and stuff like that, so it's, it's been really good. For me, it's the best feeling working in the community and helping as many people as possible. So yeah, that's really what I would do myself is just help out as many people as possible.
You're listening to Wall Talk, direct from SE16. Our thanks go to Carl Bates, Scott Johnson, Kelly Webster and Kaya Trott, who not only took the time to speak so openly about previous issues they've had with their own mental health, but also gave an insight into how they're helping people now. And we hope that these sorts of conversations can help those who are perhaps suffering in silence to take that leap of faith and seek the help they need. With one in four of us experiencing mental health problems each year, the past 14 months has been tougher than ever for some. Lockdown has thrown hurdles in the way, cut off our interaction with loved ones and left many feeling isolated. This year, alongside the EFL, we at Millwall Football Club are encouraging people to walk a mile for mind. Individuals taking part can choose to walk, hop, skip, jump or run, however you wish to do so. This is an activity open to all ages and abilities and you can nominate friends, family members or colleagues to join in. Nominations can be made via social media using the hashtag mile for mind. And always remember, though you may feel alone, when dealing with mental health problems. You never are. It's okay to not be okay. It's always important to remember that. And there's always someone there to give you a helping hand. And we hope here at Wall Talk, through this podcast, we can bring a little bit of Millwall right to your doorstep, that little bit of home comfort. You can make a difference now to someone's life by donating at mind.org.uk.